2: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Today is Wednesday, April 12, 2023. Regulation and scrutiny is coming to Web3 globally. Will it hinder or benefit the industry? That's what we're going to talk about today in Web3. Welcome back, everybody. The CPI report came out and it's 5%, which means it's lower than expected. So, what does that mean for everybody? Well, I can tell you, Bitcoin jumped $200 just on the news. The stock market was up pre market. And that means that we all can, I guess, breathe a little easy for at least the next two to three weeks until the next Fed meeting. So, what will the Fed do? What would Jerome Powell do? I'm not too sure. Are they going to raise rates again? I don't see that's likely now that we see that the inflation rate is dropping down. Will they keep the rates the same? I think that's the biggest possibility as we see that the inflation rates are dropping with the current rates, or will they drop it? I still think that's kind of unlikely. Let's wait and see. All I can say is we all can breathe easy for the next 30 days. I think, cross your fingers, markets are unpredictable. Let's get into those headlines. Senator Elizabeth Warren and Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, or AOC, is digging into the Silicon Valley Bank's potential white-glove treatment for certain depositors. They said that bank regulators and the public deserve an explanation about SVB's hyper-reliance on firms and investors and the role these firms might have had in the participating in the $42 billion single-day run on SVB. Basically, what they're saying is SVB was hyper-focused on just having tech clients. I'm going to get into my opinion on this in a minute, but that's what they're saying. Is like, why so many tech clients? Why didn't you diversify? They also said that it could be because of mutual backscratching agreements. This could help explain why some clients place massive unsecured deposits at SVB. And at the time of the collapse, more than 90% of Silicon Valley banks' deposits were in accounts that exceeded the FDIC insurance limit. First, let me tackle that statement. The FDIC insurance limit is $250,000. If you're an individual or a company and you have more than $250,000, let's just say you have millions of dollars, you're not going to have you know, 10 accounts to balance all your money. So you're under the FDIC insurance limit. It's just not realistic, especially if you have payrolls going out of large amounts. That's over $250,000. You have to have them from one bank going out to different accounts. And there's different ways to manage that. I'm just saying that, for example, for individuals and companies, what the FDIC insurance needs to do is have different tiers of insurance, 1 million, 10 million, 100 million. So people can use a bank account have confidence in that it's going to be insured and maybe even pay a premium or a little fee to help balance off the cost of the premiums of said insurance. It's not unreasonable that if you have more than $250,000, you're going to put it in the same account. Imagine if you're an individual with $300,000. Are you just going to have two bank accounts or you just put it in that one account? Anyway, that's the first thing. The second thing is, here's another way to look at it. These banks are catering to tech industries, startups. Crypto startups, Web3 startups. The fact is, once you have discrimination of an industry in which we saw in startups because they're risky, crypto, nobody wants to touch it because it's crypto. You have an opportunity for different banks to offer different products to these companies, these industries, these startups. And so if Chase and Bank of America and all these other banks don't want to deal with crypto startups or Web3 startups, then it's just very easy for another bank to open up and say, hey, we got you. You are our client. We're going to offer this product for you. And it seems like that's what they did. So why are they unbalanced? Why are they catering to this certain industry? Probably because they found a niche in a market and nobody else would deal with them. So therefore, they became the bank of tech startups. Hence the name Silicon Valley Bank. And so we have a lot of scrutiny. We have a lot of regulations. We have a lot of eyes on crypto and Web3 right now and the tech industry, obviously. So is the United States losing its edge in crypto? In the new report from A16Z entitled State of Crypto, banning new business models or technologies undermines the American values and drives innovation in jobs elsewhere. While the country was nearly home to 40% all of crypto developers in 2018, that ratio has ticked down over the past couple years, falling under 30% last year, according to the report. Additionally, traffic to crypto-related websites from users based in the United States has declined. Last year, only 15% of traffic to websites like CoinGecko, CoinMarketCap, Etherscan came from the United States. And it's a notable drop from 23% in 2019. Other reasons why the United States could be losing its edge in the innovation and development of crypto and Web3 are. Well, the SEC and the CFTC have stepped up their scrutiny of digital asset firms. Coinbase was hit with a Wells notice, taking everybody, even Coinbase, by surprise. Kraken was fined $30 million dollars. The SEC has an ongoing case against Ripple. There's a situation surrounding tornado cash. And Bittrex is closing down shop in the United States. All this is compounding that maybe this is not the best place to set up shop. And like I said yesterday, Gemini, they're not that big of an exchange. $13 million in 24-hour trading volume. Are they going to go and focus globally, just not deal with the regulations here in the United States? But where will they go? Will they go to Europe? Well, currently, the EU is discussing their markets and crypto assets legislation, and it's part of a broader package within the EU aiming to update the bloc's approach to several digital asset fronts. This is slated for a vote on April 17th, and this vote is trying to unify the 27 member states. Now, a lot of people within the industry, within the EU, they're worried about a heavy-handed approach. And the head of legal and compliance at a French market maker, Flowdesk, said this. What I fear, not even with Micah, but maybe with Micah in practice, or with what they're doing in the United States, is that they want to protect the investor himself. We are adults, and we can make a decision. And I think this is a notable quote because people outside the United States are looking at the United States and what we're doing with regulation and scrutiny and the CFTC and the SEC, the opaque regulations, and the driving out of innovators and entrepreneurs here in the United States. And they're looking at that and saying like, Are we going to become that? So I think that's very telling to how we are approaching these emerging technologies and innovation here in the United States. Part of the fallout of this scrutiny here in the United States, for better or worse, is that Binance U.S. is set to delist Tron and Spell. Binance tweeted this. At Binance US, we periodically review each digital asset listed to ensure that it continues to meet the standard of excellence we expect. Based on our recent review, Spell and Tron will be delisted from the platform on April 18th. And here is the timeline. Tron staking will be delisted tomorrow, April 13th. Any stake Tron or rewards earned will be returned on April 14th at 11 p.m. Eastern Daylight Saving Time. Most people are speculating that this move comes in the wake of the SEC, accusing Tron founder Justin Sun and several celebrities, including Lindsay Lohan, Jake Paul, Akon, for manipulating the price of Tron token and BitTorrent tokens. But this delisting of Tron from Binance US is only the tip of the iceberg of governments having conversations about what to do about Web3 and crypto and digital assets. One of the solutions is to talk amongst each other, and it seems as though... Roll out a CBDC. The G7 is set to discuss digital currency standards and crypto regulation. And the G7, and the G7 consists of Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, the United Kingdom, United States, as well as the European Union. And if you're counting with me, that is eight bureaucracy. Two plus two equals five. If they tell you equals five, tongue in cheek with that one. I understand Brexit. I got it. Basically, they said that the collapse of FTX was a serious wake-up call for all policymakers globally. And so global economic leaders need to come together to discuss what to do. One thing that they have done and are going to continue to do is that the G7 banks have already set common standards for CBDCs. And as a priority of this year, the G7 will consider how to best help developing countries introduce a CBDC consistent with the appropriate standards, including the G7 public policy principles for retail CBDCs. I personally feel the CBDC is coming quicker than we would all expect. What this shows to me is that the governments around the world are coordinating a plan to launch CBDCs. They've already talked about common practices. Their central banks are involved. What's going to be the catalyst to launch a CBDC? I personally think it's going to be defaulting on debt. We can't service our debt. We're going to default. Um, We don't hire the debt ceiling. We need to fund some kind of offensive or defensive globally and we need money to do that instead of just print dollars or print euros. Let's launch the CBDC so we can coordinate or help service debts. I don't know. I think it's going to be something that we need to do, need to do in air quotes. And that's what's going to push the CBDC globally to these countries. On a quick note, I don't know if you guys were watching Mandalorian season three. You know, the episode with Lizzo and Jack Black, which was absolutely horrible, by the way. But they referenced blockchain tech you guys remember, they went to the bar for the androids and the androids were drinking this, I don't know, this drink called Nepenthe. It was like lubricant or something. Well, the Nepenthe had nanotechnology in it. And so what they did is to try to trace that nanotechnology. And they mentioned, and I quote, that the nanotech or the nanobots possessed chain code, meaning that they could look it up and trace where it came from and who ordered it and who created it. Basically, it was all on the blockchain. If you guys missed it, check it out. And finally, in our headlines today, South Korean authorities await a court order to freeze $5.3 million in Do Kwon's assets. Both South Korea and the United States are looking to extradite Kwon. However, it's probably not going to happen anytime soon. He also faces a lawsuit in Singapore brought by 369 investors who claim they lost around $57 million and the Terra USD collapse. They claim that he made fraudulent misrepresentations about the stability of the stablecoin and they seek damages. Now let's move over to the crypto prices
0: here comes the money here we go money talks
2: and the time is 9 57 a.m eastern daylight saving time we have bitcoin sitting at 30,090 down 0.3 percent in 24 and i know i just said that it was up like 200 bucks on the news that the cpi the inflation rate was down to five percent it was at 30,331 dollars when i checked just a little bit ago but that's crypto. Ethereum's at one thousand eight hundred eighty-six dollars, down one point six percent. Tether is number three. Binance is at three nineteen, down three point one percent. And USDC is number five. Running off the top ten, we have XRP, Cardano, DOGE, Matic, and Solana, where Solana is up seven percent. Everything else is in the red. Is my theory wrong? Let me know in the comments. The total market cap is at one point two two trillion of BTC. dominance of 47.4 and a diamonds of 18.5 and that is our show for today i hope everybody enjoyed again please send me an email if you want to ask me anything make comments bookings at todayinweb3.com also make sure you like subscribe share if you're listening to this on apple podcasts make sure you leave five stars and leave a comment please it helps people have confidence to click on a new show oh if you're on spotify hit those five stars too and until tomorrow happy hodling everyone